Hello there. It's them. Blast them. Roger, roger. We're doomed. Put him done. This is madness. I got a bad feeling about this. It is still one of my favorite joys that our podcast warns our listeners. I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hi, guys. Welcome to our podcast where we will eventually talk about Star Wars. Yes. I'm Cassie. Hi, Maggie. I want to take a hot minute and just a fangirl, because this is a fangirl podcast. Mm -hmm. Maggie and I both saw some incredible shows this week. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Incredible theater. So good. I saw Michael Jackson, the musical, and it is phenomenal. Oh, that man is so good. He won the Tony for a reason. Oh, yeah. He's so incredible. So, so good. Yeah. I I was just fangirling the whole time. I saw Into the Woods this week. Yes, Um, which I'm excited to see. 100% cried. One of yeah. my favorite shows. I mean, I it's love- my favorite on time, hands it's, down. Oh, of course, like yeah, that or company, but definitely into the no woods. into the woods is my favorite on time. Yeah. Um, but I I loved that production. It felt like that was the way that show should be done. Nice. I love and that. It's just incredible talent. If you have the chance to see either one of these shows in New York, do mm-hmm. it. Well, that's kind of how I felt Worth about the MJ price. because mm. oh, hundred percent because um, you know. I know that there are people out there who don't like bio musicals. They're yeah. not a fan. I'm not of a huge box musicals, like, whatever. Me personally, I'm not a huge fan of bio musicals. But the way they did this yeah. to me, I'm like, this is how bio musicals should be okay. done. Because it's a timestamp in 1992. It's kind of they did it kind of like this is it, where this is it was in the 2000s of his last tour. He was mm-hmm. gearing up to yeah. do, and it's the behind the scenes rehearsals of this is it. The Broadway show is in 1992 of him gearing up to put Dangerous on tour. Okay. So it literally opens like a chorus line. You have oh. dancers oh, shit. coming onto the stage oh, that's cool. in a rehearsal space yeah. because they're warming up and getting ready to start rehearsals. Yeah. It literally felt so a chorus line. I was like, yeah. this is amazing. And especially because he's a dancer, mm-hmm. it was just like, it's a love letter to Michael Jackson's dance mm-hmm. and what... and. The other thing is, I know someone mentioned last night to me, too. They were like, well, you know, I'm still kind of torn of the whole separate the art from the artist uh, argument and everything. And I was like, you know what? I agree. And one Mm -hmm. thing I appreciate about the show, too, I can't remember the line exactly, but there is a moment where the character Mm -hmm. of Michael Jackson in the show, he says something along the lines of separating his art from his life. Okay. Because the reporters were coming on at that time. It's 1992. His disease is really kicking in. People are giving him a lot of flack. There already are speculations about Neverland, all that stuff. Yeah. So this MTV reporter is already trying to dig. And Joseph was a nightmare. And she wants to know more about his dad. Okay. Which is very personal. And he pretty much tells her you to separate his art from his life. And she was like, is there a way you can do that? And it was, it was, so it was brought up in the show. And I was like, all right. Okay, that's so, that's interesting to hear. That yeah. I didn't know. And the guy who plays him, holy shit. Oh my shit. god, didn't they find him on like YouTube? Um, so he's from Maryland. He's from yeah. DC. And I was like, what the hell? And yeah, he so one of the people that we met up with after the show, mm-hmm. he's a very good fr- family friend of ours. He is a guitarist on Broadway. He's played yeah. for Mamma Mia for years. He's played for several different shows. And so now he's 
he's in the pit of MJ. Uh-huh. And he was telling us that when they were workshopping it, because he was in the mm-hmm. band when they were doing the workshops as well. Yeah. And he said they went through about three different MJs because oh, they wow. either kept dropping out yeah. or they replaced them. And they finally found this kid who mm-hmm. just embodied everything. Wow. And the fact that his like mannerisms... Literally everything. He's incredible. Yeah. All the kids that they cast in it. And I'm a huge Jackson 5 fan, too. So I was just, like, hard girl fan, <laughs> hardcore fangirling over, yeah. like, those aspects of the show. Like, it was really well done. So, like, the bio-ness of the hard show. Hard girl fan-coring? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. New term, guys. New term. But um, I I think that's why I liked the way they did this bio musical. Yeah. Is that there is a plot line. He is getting ready for yeah. his show. And the reason it becomes a bio is mm-hmm. because... Of the different numbers that he's rehearsing, mm-hmm. it sends him into different flashbacks. It reminds him oh. of when the Jackson Five were going on tour for the first time. It reminds him of when Joseph was a fucking prick. Shocker there. Interesting. And the abuse yeah. and his relationship with his mother. And so, like, different moments of, mm-hmm. through the rehearsal reminds him of different things. And that's where the bio comes in. So okay. it's more like flashbacks. Okay. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, Into the Woods is very much a highly staged concert. Yes. Which is I mean, which is pretty on. much how the show I think yeah. should be done. Yeah. Most of the actual action in Into the Woods happens off stage. Yeah. Like, that's so true. Um, the puppetry is wonderful. Nice. Like the if you don't know Into the Woods, there is a cow in Into the there Woods. Um, Milky White. Milky White. Uh <laughs> That cow stole the fucking show. Oh, of course she did. Adorable puppet. Milky White's the best. That the puppeteer was amazing. Mm. Uh, There were two puppeteers. They did a phenomenal job. Like I'm very, very impressed. Costumes were a little weird, but I, whatever. To see that level of talent on stage. Yes. And how beautifully it's staged. I can't wait. I keep joking around with people, and I'm like, the cast that's in Into the Woods right now are about to be in Into the Woods. Um, in the next couple weeks. Um especially on the weekends, is, like, the theater-goers' um, fantasy theater. Like, it's oh our fantasy football for theater. Like, that cast is stacked. It's stacked, and it's full of replacements. That's what's yeah. insane. The replacements are could have very easily been... The OG. Yeah. Yeah, 100. I know. The fact that this cast. is not even the original cast, I'm that's like, insane. that's nuts to me. Um, so I, d- I can't wait. I do have, before we get into hot takes and everything, I do have one fucking crazy story from work last night. Oh, my God. Going to see okay. Maggie work last night was so much fun. I had a blast. Yeah, we surprisingly, sang musical theater. <laughs> surprisingly fun for how slow it was. We totally forgot it was Yom Kippur, which is why karaoke was very slow, but a super fun, really. We in- had a great time. It was a super fun, like, really supportive and inviting environment. Yes. So, like, it was really nice. I, I convinced Maggie to sing. Yes. And she killed it. Thank you. I was like the singing bartender over yeah, here. It's the first time she has sung publicly in two years. I'm proud of you. You did mm-hmm. great. And then we uh, mm-hmm. we attempted to do a duet from Jekyll and Hyde that I know nothing about, but yes. I love the song, and it was a thing. We it was it. a thing that happened. Cassie did a lot of opt-ups that she didn't know she was opting up for. I had no idea. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now, but the music is swelling, and we're going mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> Loved it. But so we're, we're closing up, and the owner had stopped in, and so like he was doing some stuff downstairs. Oh, nice. And it started to rain. He's like, oh, I have a bunch of umbrellas downstairs if you need an umbrella. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, you know what I might? I think I might have left an umbrella here last week. And so I go downstairs and he pulls out this tin from up in the fucking rafters in our creepy ass little basement. Mm-hmm. Very creepy basement. Pretty sure it's haunted. But to preface this whole story, in, I believe, January or February of this year, 
I left my favorite umbrella at that bar when I was a customer, and inside the thing was my fucking umbrella. Stop. I got my favorite umbrella. You should yell <laughs> a lot about that. Be like, hello. It's been there the whole time. And I remember. The whole time. The whole time. I remember asking um, one of the bartenders about it. I just don't think she knew where the umbrellas were. That's funny. Just, yeah. Just... yeah, so my plaid umbrella has been at the bar the entire time. That's amazing. Well, so you got, got reunited. We Yay. Did. That's a one... great story. Yes. Um, Maggie and I also, we have, so this is the place that I also subbed bartended for a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um, and so Maggie's coworker, my like pseudo coworker, we love her. Mm-hmm. Maggie and I now have an Astoria mom. <laughs> And she, while she scares talk- the shit out of us when she uses her mom voice. What are you talking about? Lisa, call- Lisa calls me her twin. I'm <laughs> Lisa and I are twins. Twins. Twin mom. Well, the fact that she, I was like, this is probably good for us because, you know, Maggie and I need to be humbled sometimes. Yeah. We're a little cocky out here in these streets being these independent women thriving. And, you know, sometimes yes. you got to bust out the mom voice. Thriving. Right? And Maggie's like, yeah, Cass. Sure. Yes, we all know I get far too confident. <laughs> Way too confident for your own good. Oh my god. But no, that was oh, so god. much fun. Great time. Great time had by all. Um, do you have a hot take? I do. Dun dun dun. And it what? leads into this episode. <gasps> do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I can go because it's gonna be short and sweet. Okay. My hot take is I don't like the show. Really? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm so sorry. That's like you guys know me, and you know how excited I was for the show, and you know how much I love Rogue One. Yeah. And this is this show is not doing it for me. My hot take is Star Wars dropped the ball on this one. Really? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I have to completely disagree with you. Yeah. I am absolutely loving this. My my hot take is kind of like piggybacking off of yours I already told you what my hot take was Mm -hmm. Uh, and I don't think this is necessarily like not you no I'm allowed because I usually like most things so the fact that I don't like this is like a very weird opinion of mine yeah I think the the pacing of this I think towards the end you might start to like it a little bit more I think maybe when things are going to pick up a little bit but like this episode was not my favorite but I saw a lot of different Star Wars creators talk about this and like and they kind of were like bitching not not in the way where you're allowed not to like things but Mm -hmm. bitching about it in a way that they bitched about Kenobi and Book of Boba Fett and they're like they're not taking their time it's all moving so fast it's doing this this and this and this and Andor right now especially in this episode this episode is very much calm before the storm yeah it's very character it's very I mean it's a first, slow I mean, build. Yeah, the first time I watched <clears throat> this episode, I fell asleep. Yeah. I 100% did. I was very tired and I fell asleep. Um, but now we're getting we're getting a show that's taking its time and really getting into it and everyone's like, "Why aren't they picking up the pace? Where's all the action?" I'm like, oh "Make up your fucking mind." What the okay, fuck that's do you obnoxious. guys want? Yeah, that's obnoxious. Like, that drives that shit drives me nuts. Yeah, that's annoying. You bitched about it for two shows about how you didn't get time and you didn't get character development and you didn't get all this shit. And so, you know what? They turn around, they give you 12 episodes and they're taking their time. And this was so character driven in this yeah. episode that, yeah, it's a little boring. It's, yeah. it's a lull. Mm-hmm. But you got what you wanted. Yeah, that's and what now you, said you wanted. Like, literally. That's a Star funny. Wars creator that I, I watched one of his videos and he's literally talking about how 
he wished the show would take the pacing of a movie. He doesn't like that it's this. It's like, I just don't like that they're making it like a TV show. And it's like, it's a fucking what? TV show, stupid. Bro. Like, I, I like okay, this yeah, shit drives that shit show. drives me absolutely nuts with Star Wars fans where Yeah, that's annoying. That is unjustified. That's like, that obnoxious. pisses me off. That's obnoxious. Because like, I'm the opposite. The reason that I don't like this and the reason I loved Kenobi and that yeah. I was excited for this is because Rogue One, you are in it. Yeah. You are just like, go, go, go. And the fact that this was like a lead up and we already know that so much happens before Rogue One. Yeah. I was excited for that same pacing and so I think okay. that's why I don't like it is because I'm yeah. like I'm bored I, and I yeah. was never felt that way in Rogue One yeah, and like I almost hate to say it but like well we'll get into it because well, well, okay we're about to get into yeah, it we're about to talk we'll, about this we'll episode jump in. I'm just like ugh we're, I don't even have a segue today. We're just going to jump into the ad we're going to jump into this. We're going to be short Let's and go, sweet. Guys. Let's do this <laughs> shit. Okay we're back. Okay um <laughs> Please don't hate me because no. this goes against what you also said yeah. either last week or a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. But watching this episode too, I'm like, I don't like Cassian Andor. I don't like the, and I hate to say this, this is going to sound so mean. I don't really like the actor. Really? I'm not liking it. I love him in Rogue One. I love yeah. him. Maybe it's just this episode, but there was I some disconnect and I was just like, I, mean, I don't like any of this. I want to punch him. He's a punchable face yeah. in this episode. <laughs> but we're we're seeing how he gets to that character that we like. And maybe yeah, it's so because... Maybe, maybe we don't like him. In the yeah. yeah. And I mean, right now, we're on episode five. We still have... Um, Math is not Seven? Seven more episodes Period. left. So, like, there's yeah. plenty of time. I think, honestly, that this show is going to be... A, I mean, obviously, it's a very slow build. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that... I mean, it was already I, renewed for season two. Yeah, so, so I think... Um, that storyboard has to have something in it to make Disney go, yeah, we're going to put money into season two with it's, all the shows they yeah, have. Like, I think once we get to this heist, once the heist actually starts to go down, I think the show's going to fucking pop off. Yeah. And, I'm also just like... And I think I think they're, they're, they are really taking their time. And right now, Cassian isn't the most likable character. No. But... We have to see how he gets to be the Cassian that we know. Because he's True. very different in Rogue One than he is right now. He really is. Right now, he's a terrible spy. Awful. Terrible spy. Horrible. I'm in it for the... That is job. I'm being paid to be here. Dude. Dude. <laughs> so subtle. Quit telling all you said that. <laughs> so I promise I was paying attention. Yeah. I was definitely paying oh, yeah. more attention than I was last week. Yeah. But I definitely was getting ready while it was on because yeah. I just couldn't. Halfway through, I was like, I fucking can't with this episode. I literally paused, took a shower, and I was like, all right, I'm going to bring my makeup in here, and I'm going to oh, watch it while I'm getting ready. Oh, I got ready while I was watching it the second time around. Okay, like, but, like, when he said that line, I literally, I'm, like, doing my mascara, and I'm like, the fuck did he just say? I was like, bruh, what? But there is the worst. Like to start off from the beginning of the of this episode, there's really in, like there are some really interesting parts of this that uh, just of what they're doing and how they're telling this story mm. that we're because we're getting the day before we're getting yes. that like calm moment. But each character that we focused on. So we have um, Cyril, Mon Mothma and uh, and Cassian, I believe. Yeah, I think those are the ones that we're like really focusing on the beginning. Uh-huh. But each one, their first scene is starting at breakfast. Huh. It's right at the beginning of the day. I didn't think about that. And it's each one is having a conversation they really don't want to be having. Yeah, because yeah, the like, daughter's being a piece of shit. 
Cyril's Mama, getting his daughters just like they do not get along. Cyril's been getting like shit on. I think his name is Cyril. Um, the commander dude. Yeah, him and his mom. Yeah, he's another get- Harry Potter actor. Shout out. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, he's Love getting her. shit on by his mom. Um, like Mon Mothma's dealing with her daughter, and then you have Cassian dealing with the little like rebel group that he's with. Going through like, his shit. Going through his shit. Um, so like I I did like those those things. No one is fully in control. Yeah. When they want to be, the all three of these characters want to be in control. Yeah. And they're not. I like, like you pointing that out. I like the artistic yeah. decision on that. Yeah. Let's like have everyone start at the beginning of the day, and no one woke up on the good side of the bed. Yeah. No one's having <laughs> a no good day. We're not. Like, we're straight up not having a good time, bro. <laughs> I, I do think we kind of got the answer to Mon Mothma's husband on whether or yes. not he is a part of like spying on her and everything. And I think it was when he asked, he doesn't. He know- asked the driver to take the expressway. I but, was like, yikes. But he doesn't know the driver's name. He has no idea. I don't think he. I think he just doesn't care. No, I think he's yeah. so oblivious. He's he, completely oblivious. He, like, you can tell that this character, whoever he is, mm-hmm. he straight up doesn't care. No. He's not defending his wife, yeah. his partner, to his daughter, who's kind of being a little brat. Yeah. Like, um, also, it's such a huge... Because also, the everyone in, everyone in their first scene, their plan changes. Mm. So, like, Cyril, like, we're going to talk to Uncle whatever his butt's yeah. name is. He doesn't want to do that. Um, then we've got Mon Mothma, whose daughter is now saying, Dad's going to take me to school. Mon Mothma, everything has to be so scheduled because mm-hmm. she's so, like, observed and everything. So her taking her daughter to school is probably going to put her in the path for some rebellion shit. Yeah. So her daughter changing the plan puts her in danger. Yeah. Cassian changing the plan... When he finds out they don't know how to calibrate the weight on that. But it seems like him putting himself in that position, like, you don't know how to calibrate. You did, like, what the fuck were you gonna do? Yeah, he's like, All what right, the fuck, you morons? I'll be doing like, this job. I'm piloting. I yeah. think he just put himself in a soul, soul survivor position. And that's what we know him from, from Rogue One, the pilot. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Yeah. So I think by doing that, he's put Vel in a position where she has to stay behind because we have that moment where they're talking about. Who set the charges? The other mm-hmm. woman behind her. We also had that whole scene with um, Skeen talking about his brother mm. who was killed. And it was killed because the Empire um, dammed the Sacred River. Mm. And so it flooded his fields. I think they're going to blow the dam. Yeah. They're 100% going to blow the dam. And I think it's a suicide run. It is. They that. already said that. Oh, yeah. like Yeah. They said that from episode one or two. But I think it's a Garrett. It's like a Garrett. Yeah. Um. We also have uh, Luth- Luthen in the morning, um, uh, Stellan Skarsgård's character. Oh, yeah. We have him talking about how, like, his plans are changed. He's making sure his assistant, is your go bag ready? Yeah. Like, he... And clearly, Mon Mothma missed a run that day. Yeah. Because she literally said, no one's coming tonight. Yeah. At that point of the night. I remember mm-hmm. when he's like, take the expressway. Mm-hmm. It's like Mom Mothma was supposed to be doing something that day for the rebellion. Yeah. And she wasn't able to get it done because her schedule changed. Yeah. Plans are changing and it's putting people in danger. Yikes. So like there's a lot of I think this is this episode is here just to build the tension, just to make us a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, th- um, I think that's kind of the point. True. Yeah. And I like those aspects. Yeah. I like 
the like I said, I like the cinematography, artistic, set the scene decision yeah. on painting that picture. Yeah. I feel like that could have been done in 10 minutes. Yeah. And we just had a 40-minute episode. What the fuck? Um, I will. Okay, so I want to have you guess. Okay. There was one part of the episode that also made me stop getting ready. And I was like, oh, I'm paying attention. Mm. Um, and it was my favorite part of the episode. And I'm going to have you guess which part it was. <laughs> of all the things we learned in this episode, what would I have loved? I'll give you a clue. Mm -hmm. It's one of the characters from the group of people we met. Mm -hmm. It's one of those storylines. Okay. On that, like, Planet Island thing. Yeah. I'm not sure. Because one of my favorite moments is in that. So I don't know if it's the same. I don't think it's the same moment. Mine has to do with the, I think, Lieutenant Uh is what he is. Yeah. Who's essentially a part of the empire but undercover and when they say when they tell his Mm storyline we got a good little romance there it is he (laughs) fell in love with one of the women he fell in love and he loved her and then the empire fucking killed her and he was like well fuck the empire so sad so tragic so beautiful i I love it we got a love story guys (laughs) for the ages i do love that like that this episode points out everyone has their own rebellion. Yeah. So we're figuring out everyone's motives. And even people who aren't on the side of, like, the rebellion rebellion. Yeah. They have their own rebellion. So yeah. Cyril has his rebellion. He needs to get Cassie and Andor. Mm-hmm. Like, that is... Cassie and it... In in his mind, he's the tree. Cassie and Andor is the axe. Because yeah. the, whole, the whole title of the episode, the... Um, the... The axe forgets, the tree remembers. Mm-hmm. Like an axe can cut down a thousand trees and never remember any one of them, but a tree will a tree will remember every scar. One hundred percent. So in that in his in his world, he's the tree. Cassie and Andor is his axe. Mm-hmm. But in other parts, like we have Cassie and Andor being a tree. Like we have yeah. all these people having these moments. I like that. And I and I love that we get that. I loved the um our little like hipster rebel who like you okay you know this guy with the like the really philosophical one yeah he'd be like our little mouse character he is such like he's if, like the character in the matrix the mouse he, guy that you just love if he existed in our world right now in New York City that guy would live in Greenpoint Oh, 100%. Greenpoint, flannel, beanie, potential mustache. But he listens to vinyl. Oh, 100%. But I loved his metaphor with the, um, what's it called? Doesn't have a social media. Oh, no. And not unironically. (laughs) He he doesn't own a TV. He does not own a TV. Uh. (laughs) He does have a podcast. Of course he does. (laughs) Absolutely. Um. Uh, Karis. It's so his um the thing that he's holding is basically like a different like so the box that Cassian had in the first couple episodes mm-hmm. that he was trying to sell, he has like an older version of that. And he's basically holding that with his like political, like moral compass, his mm. book next to him. Holding the like these two things tell the truth. They just tell the truth differently. Mm. And I really liked that yeah. kind of little moment he had, like I, I definitely understand why people think this episode went on too long and why it was too much. Yeah. But for me, I'm like a, a 
asshole who loves shit like that. You're like, I love this. Like, yes, go into it. I love that we got some really cool little Easter eggs, especially with uh, Skeen's tattoos. I was going to ask you. I was like, well, these clearly mean something. So... First off, the, the fact that no one else knows what these tattoos mean. Yeah, he they was are, like, they don't know. So the one on his chest is a prison tattoo. It's It was a barcode. It's a barcode. I, I like, mean, it's very much. Property. It's Yeah, it's very much reminiscent of, like, the the, the Holocaust, like, the, mm. of, of that kind of thing. Yeah. They're not people when they're, they're in there. like a number. He is just a number. Um, I think it was something, cra- like, it was. Some kind of like crate something like crate dragon reference, obviously. But the one mm-hmm. on his arm, yes, that one is a deep cut from legends that could potentially be coming back in. I don't think this. A lot of people are speculating that there's a character called Mara Jade who, oh, in that's legends, Luke's girl is Luke's wife in yeah. Legends. Um, apparently George Lucas hates her. Okay, great. Really does not like Mara Jade. Yeah. Um. To be fair, I'm not the biggest fan of Mara Jade either. Like, she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. She's just like, meh. But <laughs> the, um, what is it? God. There's so many names that I haven't heard in so long mm-hmm. from things. And I'm like, I didn't write notes for the movie. Okay, so it's the, the by the hand symbol. And so that was this kind of, like, reference to, like, the Empire of the Hand, which dealt with Palpatine. Okay. And Dark. Sith things. I don't know if that's what they're going with with it, but it's also a Grand Admiral Thrawn reference. That's <laughs> because hilarious. Thrawn was the head of that. Oh my god, I was so. about to make a really terrible joke, and I was about to be like, "Oh, is it one of those moments?" He's like, "Have you ever heard about the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise?" <laughs> <laughs> Let me go into it for you. Once you see that symbol, you automatically know. You're like, I gotta go. <laughs> About the <laughs> Bye. Like, excuse me, sir. They're in the middle of performing. Can you tell middle of this story later? <laughs> uh, so funny. Is now the time. Um, well, I will. I will also say yeah. it's so funny that um, thinking about it, that I loved that story or finding out about the lieutenant mm-hmm. and like what his reasoning is. Yeah, because it almost reminds me of Snape. And when he was a Death Eater and his moment of turning on Voldemort and being like, nah, bro, I don't know about these people, is when his love died. Who was married and had kids with another man. But Lily, when Lily died, he was like, well, all right, maybe they're not the best people. Yeah, do we know? And he was like a double agent. Do we know if the woman that he fell in love with, like, loved him back? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were together. Like, I that don't was know. Definitely you just, you just, you just did, like they compared were him to Snape, oh and like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like the logistics, the technicalities yeah. of it, and that is as far <laughs> as I will go to comparing him to Snape. I already like him so much better. Um, um I, I love yeah. that we got blue milk and cereal. Oh, again, I know. I saw that. I was like, this is Maggie's favorite part. <laughs> I literally saw that. I was like, well, there's blue milk again. Oh, my God. Like, blue milk. We had white milk. Oh. It was insane. Switching it up, guys. Madness. New milk in Star Wars. Unheard of. Unheard of. But I do, like, there's a lot of really nice little, like, character details in Mm. this episode that are really telling us a lot. Like, we see Cassian start to shift more towards the end of the episode. The beginning of the episode, he's, he's given that milk. Dumps it out. He throws it away. He's not a part of this. He's not... He yeah. won't share food with them. Yikes. End of the episode, he's sharing a drink with them. Yeah. So he's like coming around and starting to really 
relate to these people a little bit more and starting to see where they're coming from. And I think that's what like he needs. It's he doesn't have he still doesn't have a purpose. True. And I think that's probably why you're having a problem with him right now is that he doesn't have a person. He has so much purpose in Rogue One. So much. And the other thing that I'm like a little confused on and don't yell at me if you're like, oh, my God, they fucking talked about this. (gasps) Were you paying attention? Um. No, this was a, this his, was a hard this was a hard episode. Well, it's his Kyber crystal. Yeah, that thing. I'm like, yeah. Why does he have that? Where did that come from? I was yeah. like, I don't remember that. That's like a video game reference. Um, but Luthen gave it to him, saying, "I want this back, but don't take less than fifty thousand credits for it." So I don't fully understand what's going on with that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm like that. I'm that. I'm still confused about. Um. I definitely caught the um in the, the Kyber to me in this show. Yeah. It is a through line. It's come up too many times. Yeah, there, and so I there's swear something going those on the comments that... that they're talking about with that astrological yeah. event with yeah. all the hippies coming together and the moon and the astrology. Um it's uh they said that it was like Kyber comments or something. That I don't remember. I really thought maybe I'm making this up. Maybe I'm making this up. Yeah, I still think there's there's a lot we still. But there don't are know. so many through lines with Kyber crystals yeah. with this show, especially what we know with Rogue One and the fact that the Death Star's weapon is made from Kyber yeah, crystal so energy. That I'm like, that crystal's gonna be more. It, important. Has, it has to it's be more a, important. It's a Chekhov's gun. Yeah, it's there. They're referencing it way too much. Yeah, that I still don't understand what's going on with that or that. I'm having like there's a. I mean, there's a lot in this show. Plain and simple. What is happening? Plain and simple. And they are, I mean, they really are taking their time. And I think this is one that we need to, I think, kind of needs, I want to see how it plays out. Yeah. I think. I'm not going to stop watching it by any means. Yeah. But it's it's not my favorite. It's going to be really hard to record this if you stop watching it. Oh, my God. You're like, please don't stop watching it, Cass. God damn it. Yeah. Um, I won't, obviously. But I, yeah, it's just, I don't, it makes me a little sad, but it is not my favorite. Yeah. It's not my favorite of the Star Wars content we've been given. Yeah. And right now, it, it definitely is mine. I could see that yeah. because you also love your political backstories. Yeah. And I, you love the politics of things and, yeah. like, want to know more about that. And I'm just like. And like, there's there's so much going well, on right now. I love a good now. motive. Yeah. And I, th- I think we're still finding out people's motives. Yeah. And I think that is probably why some like some people especially with this episode are having a little bit of a hard time yeah with the show and i think the more i mean every week we're getting more and more information and i think that's just how they're that's how they're playing it they're yeah so i think they're just they're definitely pulling a george r R. martin yeah they are there are some boring episodes over here and then we're gonna get the big action sequence that's gonna get i mean they can't they can't all be bangers if they're all bangers then we get complacent and I will die on that hill. You know who you are. I'm still upset. Uh, uh, some little, like, we got Luthen shop again, so there's more fun Easter eggs. Oh, my God. What did I miss? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. So we, whoa. I am so sorry. I just got a ringing in my ear. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm just old now. Yeah. Continue. Uh, I'm so sorry. That was, that was a lot. Um, so we got a much, like, we got, like, three, like, blocks of carbonite. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones's whip. Um. 
Again, I missed it again. Yeah, the whip is there. His boots are there. And there's one other thing in the middle. I think it's like uh, one of the idols or something. Oh, but the there, statue? There, something like that. And then in the back, there are two like crystals from Temple of Doom. And what? The back, oh, Indiana Jones and Star Wars always reference each other. But, I feel like I knew that. I feel like I've yeah. heard that or seen that in an interview somewhere. Yeah. R2-D2 and C-3PO are in like hieroglyphs in Indiana Jones. I don't know what? if they're I don't know if they're hieroglyphs or like like paved right like they're That's in something. amazing. Um but I did not know that. That's be- funny. Behind Luthen in his shop are the biggest holocrons I've ever seen. Oh. So there's a Jedi holocron and a Sith holocron and they're fucking massive. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna <laughs> watch that again. They're so I'm big. not gonna lie, with that scene I was definitely like doing my makeup and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I had the volume up, so like, I was more listening than I was like watching. Yeah. Um I love that somebody pointed out the the um the 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 thing that our little hipster buddy was showing him like those two yeah. things. Somebody pointed out it's a Polaroid. It's a Polaroid. It kind of looked like it. Yeah, it's like it a Polaroid with like, like I think like the back cover's taken off of it yeah. and it's flipped upside down. But I love that we're using the seventies like that analog tech. Oh, the seventies really... will never go away from Star Wars, and that makes yeah, me so and I, happy. And I love that. Yeah, like. Oh man, what else? We got some like planet references. We referenced Jakku, which was yeah. unexpected. Um, she referenced a lot. Yeah, Hosnian Prime was referenced a lot. Like, just a lot of like little things like that. There was another thing in the planet and I don't remember. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, so I, so we're going to see where this goes. Yeah. Um, We're going to see. We're going to see where it goes. I'm sold. I'm invested. Fine. I'm 100% not going to fall asleep next week. But to be fair, it came out on Wednesday, and that's when I saw Into the Woods. And by the time I got back to watch, oh, yeah. to watch the show, I was asleep. And you are a great fan watching mm-hmm. the night of, whereas I forget the content yes. comes out. Last night, Maggie's like, you said something about the show. I can't remember if you asked me if I watched it or said something. And I was like. No, I told you to watch it. Oh, I literally. Guys, I straight up asked her, what show? Like, what are you talking about? And you're like, God damn it, Cass. <laughs> and her fucking podcast. I was like, oh. <laughs> So sorry. Oh my god. Yes. yes. <laughs> that. <laughs> my bad. We were also yeah. talking about like a million different things. So yeah. that I was just like, what are you talking about? But anyway. Oh, yeah, that's that's all I have on this week. I'm I'm very Well, there we go. I'm very excited for next week. Because I'm next gonna watch. <laughs> I'm not after, I don't have my after, hopes up anymore. After after an episode like this, yeah. I think we're getting the heights next week. That'd be great. Yeah, I think Something. that's that's the only reason I could understand having such a, such a like character driven slow, yeah. slow burn episode. It, I mean, that's Game of Thrones has done that so many times where that's there's true. like the slow burn episode, and then you get like fucking Battle of the Bastards. Right. The next episode, you yeah. get like a contained <laughs> the Red Wedding. Mass- <laughs> yeah, like but yeah. think about the episodes that came before them. True. Very true. mellow. Very true. chill. Okay. Very like building the tension. Of shit's about to go down. Here's everybody getting ready for it and everybody freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I am going to watch with zero expectation. I'm just going to be like, let's just see what happens. Yeah. It's going to be fine. I think that's the, I think mm-hmm. that's the way that, because I know this is, that I've, I've heard this critique. I think that's the way that people need to be going into these shows is to. True. Like, cause a lot, I mean, it happened in Book of Boba Fett. Everyone jumped to like a conclusion 
at the beginning. This is garbage. This is terrible. I don't want to watch which it. We which is everything what, we wanted at the end. Yeah, which is not that what, which is not what is you're insane. doing, and that's what I really appreciate. No, no, And no, I know no, no, you no, don't no. do this, but... No. I know other people that do do this. I had to put a long pause in there so I didn't giggle. It was Lucas. <laughs> I'm a child. Children. I'm a child. Okay. Uh, but I... It happens so often with people with show with these shows that come out weekly. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "This is horrible. This is terrible. I'm not watching anymore." Watch the whole show, like yeah. let it play out, yeah. or just don't watch it anymore and like be done with Take it. Take a loss. Take an L. Take an L. Yeah. You have to, like, not everything's for everyone. That's right. Fine. Not everything's for everyone, and that's yeah. okay. And I that's agree with that. Fine, I agree with that. The amount of like bitching and moaning from like. From like some Star Wars people, yeah, which is why I guess it's Kenobi exhausting. is not for everyone, and I just have to be okay with that. Yeah, but I'm I okay but I hate when the bitching and moaning happens in like the middle of a season. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is terrible. These characters are awful, and this, this, and this. I don't want to watch it. Like, then don't. Yeah, that's fine. Like it's okay. I, but I don't need to hear you continue. You voiced your like. Yeah. You voiced your opinion. Okay. Bye. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you have a great week. Enjoy this lovely October. Yes, in- I'm, the weather is just so beautiful, so fall, so yes. stunning. I'm Enjoy your three-day weekend if you get it with Indigenous Peoples Day don't. on Monday. Enjoy yes. that. And that is what we refer to it as now and yes. nothing else. All right, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. We will talk to you next week and hopefully we'll have a heist to talk about. Yes. Um, I love it. Amazing. We're going to go watch some musical theater. Yeah. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Bye.